And in innovation, the work is constantly changing. Just because I did a research on a certain new product idea in the past and it took me three weeks to do it, doesn't mean that the next product idea will also take three weeks. Might be a different technology, different market segment, different people. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development as businesses aim for long-term success. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sofion CTO. If you're looking for additional information around new product development or corporate innovation, sign up for Sofian's newsletter where we share news and industry best practices monthly. The fastest way to do this is to go to sofian.com that's S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com and click the sign up and stay informed box. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Glad you could join me for another episode. I'd like to talk today about failures in resource planning. Now, this is a hot, controversial topic. So I'd just like to share some opinions, thoughts, observations. Let's say we need to dig holes in the ground. And let's say one person can dig four holes per day. Very measurable, very known, it's quantifiable. So that means one person can dig 20 holes per week. So we know that. We know that for a fact. And I need 100 holes dug next week, and I need five people. Pretty, pretty straightforward. And if one person gets sick for two of those days and doesn't come into work, I'll only get 92 holes dug. So it's very quantifiable, calculatable. It's something that I think we all relate to. And many, many work is like that. But innovation is not like that. First of all, the precision is not there. We don't know exactly how much work a person can do in a given time. And in innovation, the work is constantly changing. Just because I did a research on a certain new product idea in the past, and it took me three weeks to do it, doesn't mean that the next product idea will also take three weeks. Might be a different technology, different market segment, different people. So the throughput is not known. And the results can't really be measured. And we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Uh, so we need to guess. We're guessing a lot when we're thinking about resources in innovation type of work. So if Mary has to complete a design, she works to a deadline. She doesn't work to a minute-by-minute, hour-by-hour, day-by-day work schedule. She has a deadline to complete that design. And if she's sick for two days in there, she still gets it done. Very rarely that those kind of interruptions are going to affect something like a design getting done. And much innovation work is like that. Now, for software coding... Is it like holes? Well, on the surface, maybe it is. If I'm sitting at my desk writing software code, isn't that like digging holes? Well, not really. Again, the precision is not there. I might be writing a piece of software code that's going very well. It's easy to do. I'm making great progress, and I get a bunch of stuff done. How do I measure that? Well, Lines of code, maybe, but it's been proven that lines of code is, is not a, a, a really good measurement. Function points, tried those in the past. That didn't really work. Stories completed, well, that's kind of the, 
measurement du jour for today. But, but in reality, there's too many variables behind that. Tomorrow, I might be working on some software code, and it's not going well for whatever reason. My head's not working the same way, or I've got something on my mind, or no, my mind is clear, but it's just technically more challenging what I'm doing this time around than what I did last time around. Or there's a bug that I just can't find. I think software developers will all tell you that they've had a bug that was staring in the face, so obvious, and just couldn't see it. It's, it's like, a, like a writer's block for people who are writing books. You just, it just happens. And so that's why I say that precision is not there. And you can't, you can't know or measure the throughput of software developers. Let's take a person designing a physical product. Again, there's so many unknowns. One product can be designed very quick, the next one not. And so you can't really measure and quantify how long it takes to design a product. So when you're estimating a future resource need, how do you really know? If you say, well, we need five people or we need 30 people, I'm going to maintain that it's still largely a guess. Might be a guess based on a lot of experience, history, there might be data behind it, but at the end of the day, it's a guess. So should we put all this rigor around the resource estimation for something that's founded on a guess? Some companies have tried to do that. You know, they've, they've, they've collected timesheets and they've done earned value analysis in project plans. And the project plan had a lot of tasks in it. And we could track that this task took 30 hours. And we can also track that this task is so far complete and we get into something called earned value and all sorts of other metrics. And we get into arguments of whether that works or not. I fall on the side of, for innovation type of work, for new product development type of work, such estimates do not work. And feel free to disagree with me. So I, I just think that that's what's happening in resources. So we are, we are so focused on planning down to the person level even. So we're going to say that John is going to work on this project beginning in August, so five months out, and he's going to work on this project 30 hours a week for six weeks. By the time we get to August, John might not even be an employee of our company. Or for sure, something may have interfered and John is not available working on something else. So is it really wise for future resource planning to plan down to the individual level? Let's talk about the skill level. The skill level is also hard. I can say I need five electrical engineers to be joining my project for three months. Okay, yeah, it's a guess. It's not totally scientific, but it's what we know and it's what we have, and I need those five engineers. Okay, that's great. But um, if I start to get into, well, I need some engineers that have a specialty in a certain type of electrical engineering. That could work. That might be the case. But at some point, if I get into, well, I need somebody with at least five years experience 
that understands advanced microprocessor design down to the five nanometer level, at some point it gets pretty darn complex. Could work, but it's just more work to manage. So I'm on the fence about skills, personally. I think if you can do it without the skills, you're better off. And now let's talk about the people again. I think if you need to do a future statement of resource need at the person level, only do it for those key resources and only do it as a percent of their time. So I might say I need Colby 50% of his time on this project next June and leave it at that. And Colby being a key resource might be somebody that, yeah, he's easily overloaded. And we've got to be really careful that he doesn't get thrown on too many initiatives. Because if he does, he's going to be the bottleneck or he's going to be so overloaded. right? Because Colby has some special talent that he brings, we need to track him. But the rest of the team, the other 30 people... We don't need to track them. We can just say we need 30 people. So that's resource planning. As opposed to resource management or, or, or the day-to-day, week-to-week resource allocation, the challenge that somebody who owns the resources has in running their department every week, every month. Yes, they are looking at people, who's working on which projects, can I move this person around? Can I move that person around? They, they do have that job. And they are living in the constant churn of people coming and going, new people being hired in, people leaving, people taking vacations, people being sick. If you try to be too precise in it, it, it becomes a, an awful lot of work. And I still question the value of that for innovation type of work. What we do in agile software teams is we manage the people en masse. We say this team is going to be a 10-person team, and it's broken down into a cadence. They break it down into your, your sprints or your system demos or your release cycles or what have you, and that's enough. And the throughput is the throughput. The, the resource is allocated, and they're going to do whatever they can do. No matter what we planned, at the end, the result will be whatever they actually did. And so I like to think of planning. My advice is plan the rocks, not the sand. You have a bucket, and your bucket is so big for next, let's say, next June. Let's say your bucket has a certain size. And each rock represents a project or an initiative. Put the big rocks in. And when the bucket is full, the bucket is full. And don't worry about the sand. The sand is your, is your safety net to try to handle some variation in estimates. But don't try to plan down to the sand level. Plan the rocks, not the sand. So there you have Paul Heller's quick thoughts on resource planning. I've seen so many failures because it tries to be so scientific and so accurate and so precise, and it just can't be. And innovation work has to run from a different metric. So there's some thoughts for today. I hope you'll, uh, you'll write me, 
agree with me, take, uh, take the opposite side, that's fine too. Uh, there's, I think the world, uh, not everybody has to look at it the same way. But I've seen so much evidence of success in companies that are doing resource planning at a very simple level, thinking about high-level capacities, high-level needs, and it's good enough to make decisions to fund new investments and new products, and you go from there. Thanks for listening. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com.